Hello and welcome to Gonewill Hunting. It's a show about ants. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Keith. My pronouns are they, them. I am your other host, Devin. My pronouns are he, him. And I'm Sky, another host, and my pronouns are they, them. And oh boy, it's about ants and some miscellaneous. This is a random question. Do you think if we told a host of Pot of Greed, Max, that this was an arc about bugs, he would come on? Hmm. (laughs) We explain nothing other than that. God, what a what an amazing point to jump into the series, the Chimera Antark, where everything is just so immediately fucked. <laughs> yeah, shit broke bad fast this week, guys. Yeah. Our main characters haven't even shown up where the Chimera Ants are. Yeah, yeah, I do feel as if these two episodes are just like a lot of build up to our like main characters actually getting more directly involved so there's that yeah i have thoughts about this it's like these two episodes are like i i finished them and i was like wow that's kind of a slow burn and then you think about everything that's yeah. happening and it's not at all like the villains are <laughs> you see them out there doing their shit but you're just like oh wow that like feels like it just feels like building in that way that it's just like oh wow this is gonna take a while to like you know yeah. to get where do like, anything but it's so cool to get where like this returning to this where i'm at is like every time i remember this arc i'm like oh yeah the royal guards aren't even mentioned for like a while into the arc no it's like three episodes and then they're <laughs> like soon the royal guard shall be here and i'm just like oh <laughs> So everything just kind of happens at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can we can start the episodes. It begins where last episode left off with the Khmer Ant Queen being like, you can talk. I like that. You're now a squadron leader. Go get me some fresh meat. And our new bird bird person character being like, as you wish, my queen, and flying off. Yeah, do we wanna do we wanna like name the characters already, even though they haven't um, yeah. technically gotten names yet? Because yeah, a lot of the Chimera ants like choose names for themselves over these two episodes. Yeah, we can name him now. His name's Colt. Y'all can educate me. His name's me Colt because I missed his, a lot his, of them. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I have them name, all memorized. His name is Colt, and he's definitely uh, just individually and legally distinct from Kurt, the little boy. Yes. He is definitely completely different. No no time shall there be any mix-ups or weird flashes of his old memories. So Colt is flying to a town. We see these nice villagers just kind of chilling, doing what they please, farming that their soft earth, tilling the land. <laughs> Tamping and, down the soft earth. And one of the villagers looks up and he's like, what's up in the sky? And we see as, what what could that be? Is it, oh, it's an army of bugs. All right. It sure was. Um, I love the narration in this like sort of intro part where it's really just talking about ants and it's it's a very cool horror thing where it's just like, hey, ants are really fucked up. What if they were big? Like Yeah, he's like Khmer ant, grade one like quarantine. They eat other things and form other new creatures from them. If they ever got to the size of a person, well, that'd be fucked, wouldn't it? And that's just like the opening. 
Just the good thing they never eat people. <laughs> I mean, right? Good thing. <laughs> good thing we don't have any of that. Good thing they would never eat a person. As like we're seeing this, uh, you know, it's like a village, like a small village, and they're like farming out there. And like you kind of see them like flying in and it's just like, oh, yeah, it would be so bad if they were eating people, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be fucked up if these things were people sized and ate people? But yeah, it's all like about like, you know, how they'll just like eat and devour for their hives and stuff. And it's just like, oh, yeah, that's just an ant. Um, yeah, I mean, the village pretty much gets devoured. I don't know. Do we have any thoughts about that? <laughs> um, no. Colt's like, take all the like nutritious, full-grown humans. Oh, yeah. He's like, get the big ones. The big, juicy This is ones. very important. Colt does not want to hurt children. This has nothing related to the character of Kurt, who promised to protect his little sister. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely see Colt, like, definitely not being a human sympathizer over the course of these episodes, being like, no, we have to not indiscriminately... Right? torment and kill humans because it's more nutritious that way yeah it's it's uh -huh. for the nutrients the full-grown ones are more nutritious you see I'm, I'm like holding back from like getting to like the conversations later like i'm like holding myself back there <laughs> yeah so they torment this village they like grab a bunch of like fucking people um some dude tries to hide and then colt lands on top of that and it's just like, okay, you coming with me. And that's that scene, basically. Oh, yeah, the Ant Queen moved. The Ant Queen moved. Yeah, the Ant Queen did yeah, move. Yeah, she, she's in, like, a proper ant hill now. It's been, like, what, a week? carpenter ants built. It's been, like, what, like, a week, generously? She has a castle yeah. now. Yeah, she just, like, in you know, a she has a big fucking castle. Mm -hmm. She has a big, lavish palace instead of a cave. Good for her. I know, I'm happy for her. Queen. <laughs> Queen shit. <laughs> we love to see a girl boss winning. Mm, we do. So we go from here and we cut to Gon Killua and his merry band of people in Kite. And they're just like, damn, we can't find this damn Ant Queen. We just, just can't find we this damn Ant Queen. can't find it. And Kite is so scared. Isn't, this is isn't it strange and suspicious that we don't have any data on entire towns and villages of people disappearing? Because mm. that kind of seems like a thing that would happen if chimera ants are out there happening. If the thing the size of, like, a two-meter person, an ant the size of a person were to pop up, people would be talking about it on the interwebs. Mm -hmm. And they say, it's so weird no one's talking about it on the internet. It's so I searched for the giant ants eating people hashtag on on Twitter and all all I found was porn. <laughs> <laughs> all I found was some weird porn. I you know, they really got to lock these accounts. <laughs> so, they talk about that and there's like, "Oh, well, how about we search like the title shifts from like the day we found the arm and blah 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 and see where it could have landed." And they're like, huh, "We've discovered it could be in the, what's the name of the region? The Untai They go to a random island. I'm not going to lie. There yeah. were a lot of names and facts. Yeah, there's a lot of names episodes. and facts being dropped this episode. Yeah. They go to basically like an island that's a collection of countries. And they go, yeah. well, which one could it be in? Any of these could report like the size of an ant queen just showing up. Oh, it's probably NGL. And Gon's yeah. like, what the fuck NGL, is that? NGL, it's NGL. <laughs> They're like, Gon's like, what? 
what's NGL? And they're like, well, obviously it's an acronym for Neo Green Life. And I say, oh, obviously. Yeah, this is some politics, huh? Mm-hmm. So, this is some politics. Yeah, we're getting in there. Um, I guess it's kind of like, <laughs> it's like, is this where they actually like talk about what NGL is? Yeah. Yeah, or, okay. this is where they slightly get into it. They talk about how the whole country is people who wanted to live as one with nature and they hate technology. Um, so all of them don't use any technology. And it's obvious that like we wouldn't have any reports of like villagers being taken because like, well, if a plague spreads through the country, the people just die. They say, thank you. I'm ready for death. Um and they go, yeah, 99% of the population is part of the NGL party. And I say there's 1% that's not. Turns out those are all just like volunteers and support staff, though. Yeah. <laughs> and they say there's no technology whatsoever. So, of course, it wouldn't have been reported yet if entire villages were going up and missing. The people there would be like, well, this is fine. They're the dog in the burning house meme. Yeah, uh-huh. they love it when nat- natural disasters wipe out huge swaths of their population. They think it's fun. Yeah. They say, thank you, Mother Nature, for teaching me a lesson. That's exactly They right. like being domed by nature. Um, so there's like, just a lot going on here, like, writing-wise. I'm just like, what is exactly being said here? And so we get Kite, once again, looking very serious, and it's just like, NGL. Hmm. Could it be... And then, is this where we cut back to the Khmer Ants again? Yeah, yeah. We see... Yeah! Shit moves so fast in these episodes. You see well, a fun, I was trying to see a fun crocodile in a wrestling singlet talking to cults about, I... about their respective meso- methods for gathering human meat. Yeah, will you tell me this guy's name real quick? Do we get his name, actually, this episode? I don't know the crocodile dude's oh, name. Well, never mind. I'm not sure if it's mentioned or just not, like, directly associated with him in a way, but I don't know. I didn't I didn't get crocodile's name. Fair enough. His name is Alligator. Oh. He's never named. Creative. <laughs> his name is just Alligator. Okay. Well, okay. yeah, he's, he's like, hey, hey, bird guy, do you want to... Do you want to compete? I'm I'm big and tough and bad. And guys, like, I mean, I really just care about serving the queen. I just want to get her her like exact like meal portions per day. And like, the singlet guy is like, yeah, 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 okay. But if we compete, hear me out. We will bring in more, and that means she will have more, so we should compete. And he's like, you know what? I can't refute that. That is how capitalism works, I guess. So we're going to do that, but, you know. Yeah, Alligator... It's kind of just to shut him up, honestly. Alligator Man is just like, hey, accept my accept my offer to compete. And Colt's just like, are you giving me fucking orders? I only listen to the queen. And Alligator's just like, dude, first, get the stick out of your ass. Mm-hmm. Second of all, if we compete, we get more food. And Colt's like, more food. Excellent. And Alligator's like, I should tell all the others. And I say, it's been like, what, a day? And apparently there are now others. This episode started off with cult only. I just, it's moving so fast with how many ant squad leaders we're getting. Yeah. In fact, I think the name of this episode is even like very rapid reproduction. It literally is. is. Ants are happening fast. 
I just like episode starts. We have one ant squadron leader. Whew, this is pretty bad, but hopefully there are not more. Five minutes in the episode. Anyways, there's 20 of us now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like rabbits or perhaps ants. I'm starting to think it might be like ants. Hmm. Insane. Insane in the membrane. That's right. Um. So they get done talking. Colt wanders off and... A penguin and a turtle wander out from the darkness after the alligator is like, man, he's got to stick up his ass. And they're like, whoa, what can you expect? His human was probably very earnest. And I say, aw, what a nice person that little boy must have been. <laughs> Hopefully he didn't make any promises to protect his family or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be crazy. That'd be so crazy if he was driven by a strong desire to protect family. That'd be so weird. <laughs> Anyways, so we need... A turtle man who's very old and a nice penguin man mm-hmm. who's just chilling. I did write owl in my notes, but Devin did correct me. It is, in fact, a penguin. How'd you see owl? He has an owl face. All right. He, like, is it the beak? Like, no, it's like the feathers outside of the face. Like penguins? I feel like his eyes are very more forward than a penguin would be. Yeah, they're anime characters. They're I know, all but so it, it translated to owl. <laughs> It's because of the eyes. <laughs> I have news for you. Yeah, I think I think that that penguin is probably based more on like a rock hopper, which are very yeah. like funky looking dudes, and I like them. And they have like these sort of like characteristic like eyebrows and like tufts of feathers, which are sort of owl like. So I guess I can kind of see that. But the the coloration definitely marks them as like a penguin. Yeah, no, as soon as Devin pointed it out and was like, oh, like that's that's a penguin. Look at the beak. I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's obviously a penguin. But I was (laughs) like, I I did write down in my notes several times. Oh, this weird owl guy. Like, (laughs) I'm glad you came disguised to fence because I was not going to. So this is about when we get a large, loud ringing noise and the queen's just kind of like, hey, hey, all of you, get over here. Can you all get over here? Yeah, get over she here has now. like a loudspeaker in there. She has like a with loudspeaker. an alarm system. She has a loudspeaker. And this is where we see all the rest of the squad leaders who are now here. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We yeah. sure do. Yeah, we sure do. We sure um, do. I'm going to try to remember everyone we see in this scene. We see what looks to be a buff ox man. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of buff ox man. A frog. uh, I'm trying to go to characters who don't say a word before we get to the characters who say a word because that's easier. Uh, Nope, that's the only two I remember. Buff ox man, frog. And then we go to Chitu, who is a cheetah man. Who wears jorts? We fucking love Chitu and his jorts. And we fucking we, do we love fucking Chitu. love Chitu and his we Daisy Dukes. Extremely love Chitu. So Chitu's walking and he's like, damn, damn, does anyone else get a headache when the queen calls to us psychically like this? And this crab shrimp dude goes, Yeah, my ears always hurt when she does that. And I say, mm-hmm. ears? I mean, right? I, I say ears, you got those, and then I. This hop- actually might be later. Is this later? Yeah. I know they meet twice. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah, in the first scene, I I just have the penguin guy shows up. I think, and I think that's all they say though is just they have that short conversation, and then we go to the village where um those dead 
um, those dead kids are from. Yeah, yeah. The ants go back and attack Kurt and and Kurt and Reyna. You know those dead kids. You know the kids who are died. Yeah, those dead kids. Yeah. Oh, the, the kids are died. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as they didn't get reincarnated as ants, that's hmm. fine. Um. Yeah, I mean they they show up. Um, we we see we go to that town and she is like, you know, she she has like a little like prayer. Is the mom big sad? Yeah, yeah. She's like crying to her like altar that she has in her house, and she has bowls of soup set out for her kids, even though like they're you know they're not there, and she you know she's not touching hers. And then she just kind of walks out and goes back into the woods, and her like you know her friends are calling to her. They're like, hey. Like, come on back. Like, dummy. They're not out there. But, like, you know, nicer than that. And, um... Yeah, you stupid idiot. Your kids are dead. One of the, like, like, there's, like, an older woman who comes forward and she's like, yeah, you can't chase her because, like, she still keeps going out there even though people keep bringing her back. Like, she just can't stop looking. That's just what it is to be a mother. And then... That's what it means to be a new mother. (laughs) That's exactly right. Um... They talk about kind of just how sad it is for a little bit. And they're like, dang, what happened to those kids? They just got like snatched up by spirits or something. And then it cuts to two other little kids. And they're just like playing together like another like little boy, little girl. And um, they uh, look up at the sky. And there's uh, some more bugs coming this way. Ooh, I love bugs. Mm-hmm. Big flying bugs up in the sky. And they are coming to attack this village once again. I mean, you know, they kind of didn't attack the village before. Just those two kids. Yeah. But they have returned. Yeah, they're here. They're here to attack. Uh, So they start attacking the village. It's going bad. Things are breaking bad. Everyone's sad and scared and whatever. And the mom hears crying. Hears the screaming from wherever she is in the woods. Mm -hmm. Right as she's about to give up and die in the middle of the woods. And she runs back out. It was a Bella Swan moment where she walked like 10 feet into the woods and just like laid on the ground. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So she runs back out and sees Colt walking up to this screaming little girl and she runs up and defends her. She's like, not my not daughter, you bitch. <laughs> um, and then Colt just kind of stares at her. He gets like a shocked face for a second and he's like, anyways, and flies directly above them and grabs another dude. Yeah, just kind of like jumps over them, like big tall jump, and then just picks up another dude and flies away. And so the little girl runs back to her mom, so ungrateful. And <laughs> all the other ladies in town who were just talking about this lady behind her back were like, hey, so it was probably those guys who stole your kids. Those big bugs. Yeah, it was they probably stole your those kids. guys. And mom is just like, huh, could it be? And so that's that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that scene. Yeah, that was that scene. Um, and then, because here is where, um, there is, this is like the turtle guy and- A bunch of bugs. Yeah, a bunch of bu- other bugs. And um, there's some humans who come out fighting. The humans have guns now. Yeah, um, and yeah, these guys are all dressed yeah. like in identical like white hoodies with face masks. Um, so it seems as if they might be part of some organized or- gun having unit. Who knows? Hmm. They're part of a fun club for gentlemen who like weapons. 
and they run up and they said, kill all these bugs in the name of Gyro. And the turtle's just like, what? 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 Gyro? Who is that? And they're like, that is our king. And he's like, you? King? What? And they're like, anyways, blam, blam. And they start shooting at him and he just recedes into a shell and spins away very fast. Yeah. All his friends died. Yeah. All his friends died. I Before this scene, I was sitting here hoping for some reason that he would suddenly sprout wings and fly away like the rest of the ants. <laughs> I did love that. I love like when uh, video games let you do that. Like you just curl up in a ball and like roll away at high speed. So I'm glad that they I love that Sonic the Hedgehog. That. Yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog vibes. Yeah, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog vibes. <laughs> so they spin away really fast, and that's that scene. And the guy is just like, "Damn, I let him get away. Gyro isn't gonna like this." And then we cut back to going and Kilo and Kite and the crew, and they're still in that room researching about ngl and they're like damn this place is so fucked up damn yeah and this is where we well they kind of mentioned before the uh i may have wrote this down wrong it was something like union something like that oh metene metene metine hmm I are, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the name right now. Oh, M I T E N E. Togashi is got a, giving us a lot of fake names of places and not really going into like too much concrete, concrete depth about like what belongs to what. Like, I think I'm not sure if like NGL is is like technically like a religion, like a like a social slash like. Possibly religious movement that just like, like a, exists within this one I particular like country. I don't know. It's like a it's it's like I, a lot and not super important. Yeah, that it's described I, as an autonomous zone. Oh shit! Yeah, autonomous zone. Oh yeah, it is an autonomous zone. Good for them. But it is kind of right next to the um, the ten union. And uh, um, but basically, what we need to know is that there is a motherfucking shadow government uh, that's secretly controlling this place where there's su- supposedly no technology, and they're rumored to be uh, manufacturing drugs and like having a private army. Hmm. I wonder if that connects to all these dudes mm. we just saw. That this would be also crazy. is where we get uh, Gon and Killa being like, "Well, maybe these people are nice and just tell us if bugs have been stealing them." And they do go into like, no, probably not. Last time a reporter like tried to sneak in to report on what's going on, they uh, executed them and then put the others in jail. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, so they sound nice. And they're like, yeah, that's normal over there. Yeah, because earlier they mentioned that the two places that would have been hardest to get information out of would have been like the Maten Union and the... Uh, NGL. And the NGL, because... The Maten Union is very uh, just authoritarian. It's like, you know, they don't share information very much with the press and everything. And then this other one is just they don't have internet. <laughs> if I see basically. a fucking camera, I'm going to lose it. But yeah, then this time they do go into more detail and they're like, yeah, there's like some problems. Um, mm-hmm. Probably, you know, they think they're manufacturing drugs in NGL to send over to the Maten Union and all that. And it's just like, wow, there's some fucked up politics going on, I guess. Yeah, there's a lot of politics happening in this horror ant arc. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something about Tagashi's opinion on humanity going on right now. Yeah, something about that. So um, we come from here and we get two characters we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. Sky, do you remember their names? Don't look. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been staring at it because I'm not sure that I spelled it correctly, but it is Pockle and Ponzu. Damn. Yeah, thank okay. you. Mm-hmm. I did hey, have remember, to ask. Remember season one? <laughs> remember season one of this anime? I remembered the that she had bees. I, I looked at her and I was like, hey, that's the girl with bees in her hat. And then I don't remember what Pockle did. I remember that he like made it to the end. But. Pockle was the one who passed the exam by sucking so much shit and <laughs> passing by technicality. Remember, he was the one that everyone just kind of said, I don't want to fight you because you're boring. And then Killua killed somebody. So he got disqualified. So he passed on. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's how Pockle won. Mm-hmm. So Pockle's talking to some two dudes who are married about a secret agent they send into NGL to do whatever. Uh-huh. Um, they're just like, yeah, so he was reporting back fine. And then he stopped reporting back. But his last message was, hey, these bugs are huge. <laughs> And then he died. These fucking bugs, man. Hey, that's a big damn ant. And then, um, so they're asking Pockle if he wants to go. And he's like, yeah, I'll come. And then Ponzi stands up and she's like, well, I want to help. And so I kind of missed the plot here for a second. But she does, you know, she kind of says like, well, you know, I'm going to come because. uh, They don't let a technology in. So if they need to pass any notes or send her information about like SOSs or anything, she's like. Well, my bees can carry any note far wherever I tell them to. Why can the bees carry mail? Why can the bees carry mail? Carrier bees. <laughs> I love it. It's like carrier I'm pigeons. I'm obsessed with it, but it's so funny. She trained them to carry letters like Harry Potter owls. She trained Pon- them to do anything she wants them to do. Ponzu <laughs> heard about email and she said, B-mail? Yeah, that sounds like something I could do. <laughs> Email. I'm thinking about it, and I, I like love what I'm hearing so much. <laughs> um, so, hey, what's your email? That's address? basically that. <laughs> what's your email? Pockle is just like, well, as a new uh, rare beast hunter, if there's <laughs> a new time, rare beast out there. Ponzu tries to sign up for like an online service or whatever, and the, it has her enter her email. She just types in my hat. <laughs> She makes those weird TikToks of those people who are just like, I got reported out for a large bee's nest. Luckily, I had a queen bee sitting in my pocket. She's like one of those people. (laughs) She's like, oh, this nest didn't have a bee. So luckily, I took one out of my hat. I'm very obsessed with that woman. Um, Yeah, TikTok. I definitely get that reference. I'm not old. Um, I don't have tiktok i don't watch them on tiktok they make their way to tumblr and then i get to watch the pretty bee lady save the bees okay um <laughs> but it's they're they're just cute videos she goes into houses and is like oh yeah these bees are ready to go so they're very easy you can just scoop them and they won't sting you and she just kind of scoops up handfuls of bees and puts them in new hives it's very cool yeah that's ponzu when she sees the ants she's like oh well since they're nesting we can just scoop them <laughs> you should scoop the chimera ants. She's like, we can simply scoop them. Watch this. I don't think that's advisable. <laughs> they're, they're nesting. Just scoop them and move their queen. I just don't think so. Just luckily, I have a different chimera ant queen in my pocket. Mm. If they accept this one, they'll kill the other. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be funny if that's how this ends? That just shows up and he's like, luckily, I brought a different chimera ant queen. Fucked up if true. Um... Yeah, 
I mean, that's kind of the thing there. They just decide they're like, oh, I'm going to go, even though I'm not like, you know, a fully official hunter and Pockle's like concerned for my safety or whatever. I'm still going to come. Yeah. And Pockle's like, as a new rare beast hunter, I have to see these new rare beasts. And this definitely won't end bad for me as I'm in the opening. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. I am a major character in the opening. You see me. <laughs> you see me. I'm You there. see me many times. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it goes to Gon and Kilawa being like, yep, um, we want to come on this very dangerous mission with you. Um, you are explaining to us yet again that it is dangerous, but I, I will be there. Yeah. Kite once again emerges from the fucking shadows or something posing. And he's like, hey, did you know these things could be fucked up and dangerous? And they're like, yeah, so we're already at the airport. Like, we already bought our tickets. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why you would drop this now, but we're going. And he's just like, hmm, all right. Well, if you guys are about to f- die or get fucked up, you should leave then. And they're like, all right, buddy, whatever. Yeah, and he goes, and if I'm the they're one like, who's in danger, you got to leave me behind. And they're like, um, I'm not going to respond to that. And they're like, well, that's a scenario that will never pop up, so it's fine. <laughs> It'll be great. They're like, that's a scenario that'll never come to pass. They're like, we beat Greed Island. We just won the most difficult game of dodgeball ever. I think we're ready to deal with this political crisis and biohazard in another country. That's exactly If right. I can beat Razor in a structured game in which he says he's going to kill me, but only through simple rules... Then I can handle these monsters who do want me dead, no matter what, and aren't afraid to just torture me. (laughs) I think it'll be normal and easy. Trust me. I beat a video game. Bro, did you see all those holes we dug? We trained for this. That's right. Did you see that? We're going to trap these ants in so many holes. (laughs) Anyways, book. Wait, fuck. (laughs) Oh, shit. I don't have my rock anymore. Oh, shit, there's no angel's breath in real life. If these ants think they can catch us, just wait until they see if we can dig through all those mountains. <laughs> so we go from here back to Colts, who's throwing a body into a pit, and Alligator walks up, and he's just like, pretty good haul, except mine, <laughs> twice that big. And Colt, like a loser, says, well, I was going for quality, not quantity. And also, I wasn't competing with you. Actually. And also, I wasn't actually competing with you. We never agreed to that. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, that. you know, and alligators at like first. I th- okay, bitch. at first I thought Colt was owned, but I'm, I kind of think he's not owned. I think he. I think it's alligator who's owned. <laughs> Colt went for quality, not quantity. Checkmate, atheists. Colt. Colt's a man of culture. He understands. <laughs> And so Alligator's like, okay, whatever. I definitely still won that, though. And we go to Mr. Penguin Man and Mr. Turtle Man, who are talking about the weird events that occurred. And Turtle Man's like, hey, they had these things that were shooting at me. I don't like it. Uh And the Penguin Man is just like, ah, well, you see, with this stack of books that I acquired somehow. (laughs) Let me consult my many books. My many books that I got from this country that does not like technologies or books. Um... I see that they are guns. You got shot at with guns. And Turtle Man's like, all right, whatever. I don't care. Do you know what a king is or if they have military structured armies? And he's like, I don't know, probably. Mm-hmm. It's probably in these books. You should read more. Yeah. And then the, the Turtle Man is like, hey, 
they were talking about something I didn't, what, what's a name? And Penguin Man is like, oh, well, you know, you see, we don't use names because it's not a, a, of our culture. But then he starts explaining to him and that's kind of, I mean, it cuts. We don't actually get the explanation, but we do know what names are. Yeah. And then, you know, Colton Alligator just kind of like, wow, humans, they're quite different and unique. And Colt's just like, yeah, well, I guess you could say about the same about us because we have their blood throwing through our veins. This doesn't represent anything or mm-hmm. mean anything for the entire arc. And this is where the queen starts screaming in their ears. Yeah. 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 She just starts yelling. Yes. And this is where we see Chitu and a shrimp boy and some others. I, I have more written down later on, but yeah. Well, this is where we also see Zazan, who is the busty yes. pink lady with a scorpion tail. We do see Zazan. We do see Zazan, the we busty do. scorpion lady. We do see her. Yeah. that's. They go meet the queen, and she's just like, hey, so I'm going to be preparing my body for the big old king I'm about <laughs> to birth. Uh-huh. Um, so you guys got to bring me more food so I can focus all my energy on that. You guys got to just fill my feeder kink. You just literally just let's go for it. And they're like, okay. Uh, one more thing, Mr. Turtle Man says. And she says, it's fine. You can speak. Whatever. And he says, so I think we should bolster our defenses. These humans have armies and weapons. And she's like, all right. I just said I'm not taking care of any of that. Just do what you want. Yeah. And he says, thank you, my queen. Yeah. And he's like, well, I have recommendations. Do you want to hear them? And she's like, no, you can do whatever you want. I'm just that I'm like preparing for child. I am preparing my body. Mm-hmm. I have to focus all my energy. And then he says, one more thing, one more thing. Queen is only thinking about one thing, and it is pregnant. Mm -hmm. She is thinking about Gregnant right now. That is exactly right. Um, And yeah, she's like, yeah, I need 50 humans a day. And the guy's like, "Um, also, since we talked about, um, you know, these cool things called guns, could we also have these cool things called names? And she's like, what the fuck is a name? And he's like, well, it's like a code for people to talk, like be more clear when they're talking to each other. And she's like, okay, sure. She's like, I am once again thinking about being pregnant. Do what you want. <laughs> and they say, thank you, my queen. And they all walk out yeah. and she's like, hmm. They compete with one another and have individuality, which means they could be a detriment or a huge, huge good to the race. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then she begins to walk around her new cake castle and it's like hmm it's strange that they want names but i guess it's strange that i didn't kill them instantly for wanting names so i guess we're all a little bit weird here maybe i do have some human in me after all anyways back to thinking about being pregnant yeah and then she does rub her tummy like you know she rubs her completely flat and rippling abs tummy and says i love being pregnant mm-hmm mm-hmm that is not where the baby She's, goes. I, we really cannot overstate how 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 bad she wants to be pregnant with the king. She's like, damn, I I've I I'm envision I've envisioned this for so long. I feel like I already know what the king is gonna look like. I feel like this is what I was put on earth to do is just pregnant. Yeah. I just love being pregnant so much. I love it. And this then, is what women are like. This is what women want. <laughs> so she wanders into a nice secluded area of the castle and she's like, names, huh? Very well. I like these things called names. I myself shall name 
the names of the three royal guards. The royal guards? I wonder if they'll be relevant to any of this. Well, we already got squadron leaders. How much better could they be? (laughs) So we see three egg sacks just floating. Yeah, royal guards sounds We see three egg sacks floating, and then the narrator's like, hope that isn't fucked up. Anyways, next episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we do have another... (laughs) We have a Gon scene again. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. The blimp comes this episode. Just Gon and Killua on an airship saying, we're absolutely fucked. There's, this is going to go so completely fucking wrong. Yeah, I love Gon being Um, like, wow, Kite could be in danger here? That's fucked up. And I'm like, Gon. Yeah. Also, yeah, just like, boy, this definitely isn't foreshadowing. Man, oh, man, it is just like, Gon is like, well, Gona's throwing out death Dad flags. probably sent me to kite for a reason. He didn't. Uh-huh. Uh, so I guess I'll just go and do whatever my dad wanted me to do, probably. So I'm already in it. Um, I thought about it so much. I'm going to throw myself into reckless danger with this man kite and nothing will go wrong. And Kilo was like, why did you even think about it? You're Gone. You just do whatever you want. And Gone's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And then Gon's just like, Killua, if we get into horrible, horrible, reckless danger, would you stay to help? And Killua's like, I'm not the kind of guy to, like, think about this kind of stuff. I'll tell you in the moment. And Gon's like, no, answer me. And he's like, I'll tell you in the moment. And he's like, no, no, answer me now. And he's like, I'll tell you in the moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, Killua's like, yeah, Gon's like, so, yeah, are you, like, in it for the long haul? And he's like, I'm pretty spontaneous I'm <laughs> like a spontaneous guy yeah i'll do whatever and gone's like wait so in this hypothetical would you leave me and like kilo was like i'm not answering hypotheticals i'm not answering hypotheticals we'll never have to deal with it it's fine yeah, yeah. And then, this will be an issue that we'll never have to deal with and then we see kite looking on you know overhearing this conversation being like these boys will be fine yeah nothing bad will happen these are all right boys they'll be great this beautiful sunset on this beautiful airship going over this beautiful ocean. Nothing bad could be waiting for us on the other side. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad or scary or evil. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It's all great. Anyways. We love it. <laughs> Everything's coming up pregnant. That is episode. Yeah, so... Want to go on to the next episode? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There is so much happening. It's just like, it really does feel like a slow burn, but it is so much. It's like, oh my gosh, we really have to dig deep into here. I'm rolling up my sleeves now. Um, so we start off next episode and they're getting all driven in a big truck. And the truck driver's like, something fucked up's happening in this country. Cause I've driven like five of you groups in already. Anyways, hope nothing weird's going on. And they're like, hmm. yeah, his big takeaway from like driving like groups of like serious looking people into here being like like his takeaway is like you guys are weird for going in there that's a weird country what are you doing that's a weird fucking place dude (laughs) and they're like other groups Hmm, hmm maybe this is more serious than we thought and we cut to pockle and his two friends whose names i will not remember or learn and ponzu And they're all just right. And they're like, damn, this could be really dangerous, couldn't it? Like, that guy probably got eaten by a giant bug or some kind of other organism. Anyways, it's probably all right. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing I know Nen. 
it's a good thing I know Nen and I'm strong. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's basically chilling. <clears throat> and um And Ponzu's yeah. like, wow, I can't believe I'm being protected by someone who's so strong. Yeah, he basically says he has to go beyond as like a magical beast hunter. He's like, Yeah, I gotta like start building a name for myself out here. Like, you know, self-made man. He's gonna start his own business. He's gonna hand out business cards saying self-employed. And Ponzu's like, I love me a self-made man. I'm so <laughs> glad we can get married and spend the rest of our lives together. That's, this is going to go well. That's romance. That's love right there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is where we do go back to the Chimera Ants and the Squadron Leaders. And now is when they officially all have names and they're all just like, you know, when they're having like their meetings and stuff, they all just refer to each other as their names. Yeah, they love saying each other's names so that I can jot, jot them down in my notes for reference. Uh-huh. I love these images of these squadron leaders because 90% of these dudes never show up again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I keep seeing these, like, these wide shots of these squadron leaders. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah, this is where we get, like, a nice shot of the big ox guy. And I'm like, hell yeah, there he is. Hello, sir. Yeah, so they're basically talking about places they can go to secure food. And they're like, well... We've raided these villages here, but there's a pretty big village like over here, so we can go there. And they're like, haven't we hit there already? And they're like, mm, yeah, but it means just we weren't searching well enough. And they're like, okay, so Chitu, you and Zazan go raid the Northwest. And Chitu's like, okay, I'll do that. I want to chase some humans anyway. And Colt's like, uh, you better not be. <laughs> You better not be chasing humans. You're just supposed like, to grab the them. You're just supposed to take 50 of the like best quality. You shouldn't be like hunting and having fun with this. And, she's and like, they're all like, get a stick out of your ass, dude. For fuck's sake, have some fun. It's fun when we chase humans and hear them scream. Yeah. Z- yeah. Zazan goes like... Don't um, you think it's poggers to torment humans unnecessarily? Mm-hmm. I like it. It's fun for me. Yeah. And Colt's like, disgusting. I hate all of this. And they're like, well... We're just going to leave then anyway, so Yeah, basically, there is a moment where Zazan, who is a um, a sexy, hot scorpion lady, um, she's up there and she's like, you know, I don't think I need you telling me how to do my job. I can chase them and collect 50 a day. I'll, I'll be fine. And he's like, um, are you not obeying orders? And she's like, yeah, bye. And then, like, she and Chidu leave. And they're also just kind of, like, before they leave, and they're like, you don't bitch this much about Yunju doing this. And he's just like, yeah, first one second. Where is Yunju and Meliorem? And they're like, hey, get out here, Meliorem. And a nice chameleon man who is stuck to the wall just kind of materializes. And he's like, okay, so before you guys speak, I don't know where Yunju is, and you're not allowed to yell at me about it. And they're like, were you fucking hiding in case we yelled at you? And he's like, yes. And they're like, that fucking sucks, dude. Where's Yunju? And he's like, don't yell at me. I love this chameleon man who is in a tracksuit onesie. Yeah, he's in a hoodie onesie. Yeah, Yeah. he's in a sweatpants onesie. Like, just the ultimate I've given up on life outfit. Yeah, it's like literally like the... uh, it really is just peak, I didn't want to get dressed today fashion. It truly is. And, I mean, we started talking about this throughout the episode where, like, these clothes that everyone is wearing, 
Are they born with those? Are these the leftover clothes from like the humans they've eaten? Like what's going on here? What human was wearing a tracksuit onesie? I'm gonna say they're born with them because (laughs) then that brings up a bigger question. I mean, can Meliorim take off his hood? Sorry, go ahead. That brings up a bigger question. Can Meliorim take off his hood? Because it's over his head Mm. right now. But is it an actual hood or is it like a flap of skin that he can just take off? I I feel like we're really getting into... Oh, I know. We're getting into the nitty gritty. Like Pokemon territory of like, are are their clothes just part of their bodies on the ones that look like they have clothes? Well, technically for Scraggy. And (laughs) it is his own skin. (laughs) Great. We love it. That's great. We love it. We love the Scraggy. Mm-hmm. At least I love Scraggy. I do love Scraggy. I do love Scraggy. Anyways, so Meliorum's like, I don't know what Yunju's doing. He's probably off killing a bunch of humans. And they're like, what do you mean he's killing a bunch of humans? He's like, oh, well, didn't you hear? He found where, like, the human army base is. And he said, I want to go there and kill them. And they're like, huh. Interesting. Interesting. Hope this isn't turned out. Hope this doesn't turn out weird. Yeah, I mean, then we basically cut straight from there to, like, some of the humans. Like, they're wearing the the outfits from before, like, the white vest and the stuff. And they are running through the woods, just all riled up. And then um, out come these three magnificent chimera ants. One of them is, like, a, I mean, he's on, like, his, like, legs. But then he's sort of a bone spider up top. And then we have like just a fairy looking lady. She's she just looks evil and fairy like. And then we have what I can best describe as a snake centaur. Uh-huh. There is a lot going on with these creatures. I love them all. Yeah. They are out here being <laughs> sexy as fuck, and I'm here for it. Also, they're killing. Yeah. She wanted to draw some motherfucking personas <laughs> in this arc. Yeah, he said, what if I made a fucked up dude and made it hot? And I'm like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Togashi couldn't decide if he wanted to make people their bug sonas or their fursonas. And he's like, oh, wait, wait, I can do both. I can just mix it all together. I can do both and no one can tell me no. Why not both? Yeah, so they're chasing these humans and the horse dude like kills one of them. And he's like, yes, yes, run, run until I fucking kill you. And then the other one's... His two compatriots both do funny laughs. Their huge thing is that they laugh weird. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and he's just like, ha I love being evil. And he sticks out his snake tongue and laughs. Just like the Joker in the end of the, the Snyder Cut. Or just like Gone when he dropped a rock on that dude's head. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back to, speaking of Gone, we cut back to Gone and the gang. And they get dropped off by the yeah. guard. We're, it's, we're in serious... TSA mode now. We are in, you are at fucking customs, Mm -hmm. and they say, all your shit is not allowed to come into my country. Kite is posing as we walk in also. We do get like a cut of the group, and he is posing as always. And then as he's walking, he's still got one hand on his hip as he walks in. Yeah, they take one look at Kite and say... You're you're gender non-conforming. We definitely have to touch your dick for security reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They get in, and these people are like, welcome to the NGL customs area. And they walk in, and everyone's just like, mmm, so you're part of the Neo Green Life, but you have computers? Mm." Mmm. Mmm. 
Mm-hmm. And the dude I am is like, very intelligent. And the dude is like, well, first of all, technically we're not on the borders. And second of all, we need this to make sure you guys aren't sneaking shit in. So go on, strip. I love the one part where they were like, um, yeah, one time a dog, somebody trained their pet to like bring them a laptop after they crossed the border. To which I got to say, what are you going to do with that laptop in a country that doesn't matter? Speaking of, this is a tree with a stairs up to it, which is very sexy. But where are the plugs? Where is the electricity coming from? In the tree. It's just inside the tree. Yeah, they're drawing off of nature energy. They're saying, thank you, Mother Gaia. That would be sick as hell. Could we build a computer into a tree? Uh, I don't advise it. Mm -hmm. It kind of kills the tree. Mm -hmm. So they are in this fucking fun tree land. And they're being like, the two dudes who meet them are like, okay, well, you guys got a strip. And they're like, what do you mean strip? And he's like, well... Any of your clothes that have, like, anything artificial in them, like plastic, metal, anything processed, really, yeah, that can't come into this country. You you gotta, you gotta take those off. And But we have clothes for sale upstairs! We have clothes yeah. for sale upstairs! Mmm! Also, if you have any implants, dental, silicone, um, any piercings, anything metal or plastic or otherwise in your body, that's gotta go. Yeah, and they they also say, if it can't be removed, tough shit. You have to wait outside. And then that, like, t- that takes yeah, out, Yeah, you like, literally can't come in. Where only, like, Stick, uh, Podongo, Gonkilo, and Kite are allowed to, like, go to the next phase. Yeah, I... I love how half this group apparently has, like, implants that they can't take into this country. Or probably just didn't want to go in. I like to think the girl with yeah. the bubble gum was like, well, I'm not spinning out my gum, so bye. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, it's my gum, so. I mean, yeah, that's piercings. That's if you've had, like, knee work done. That's, like, you know, that's a long list of things that, like, a lot of people just have. Yeah, so it's kite, uh, stick, yeah. Dango, it, the it also includes, like, Lynn's glasses or yeah. dental yeah. work. Like, things you need. Yeah, like, literally, he was like, oh, does my glasses count? He's like, yes, you may not come in because like, you yeah, wear glasses. fuck you. <laughs> yeah, essentially, like, fuck this border checkpoint. It's very... It's very shit. Yeah, y'all want to do a fun uh, fun quiz? Are you allowed in? I'm not. Oh. I wear contacts and glasses, and I have dental work, so I can't go in. I am. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I got a couple fillings in there. Oh, I've had my nose pierced too, and I would like to again. Yeah, I, I would be <laughs> able to get in. So our group is down to one. Mm, I would die very quickly in there because they would say no to your inhaler, and I would be like, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get like 50 feet. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be able to bring my HRT. That would be a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they'd probably say no to that. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> beyond glasses, I have a host of medications I would not be able to take in with me. Yeah. So they so get in. we and hate then... this place. Yeah. yeah. This place sucks. <laughs> There's a lot already. They just, like, go into this magical fantasy looking tree and they're the immediately like, you have to leave if you can't, uh, if you have implants. Yeah, I do like the part where they're going through the MRIs and they're like, hey, like, why is there such heavy equipment for us here? And the nice lady explains like, oh, well, some people try to sneak in guns up their butt. Uh, some people try to train animals to bring in laptops. So we're basically just doing the whole nine yards. 
And there is a funny scene where we get to see Gon and Killua's like fucking MRI scans. Killua's looks normal, but Gon's just has a bunch of black splotches on it. And I don't know how MRIs oh, read. No. Yeah. His his brain is full of holes. Uh, yeah. That's probably all the times he got hit by a dodgeball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all the concussions. I didn't even catch that. They're pointing out all the concussions. They're like, these parts don't work anymore, Gon. Jesus. <laughs> I missed that entirely. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like up. just a throwaway thing, and I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Because Killa is like pointing to his, and I'm just like, oh, so he's saying like, Gon, this is what yours should look like. I like that uh, Kilua's family, while torturing him and beating him up and shit, they very carefully avoided doing any lasting damage. Um, you know, in a way. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean. Like, physical damage. Eh, we still see a lot of scars on his body. Yeah. From the time he was being true. tortured. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they really care about, like, showing physical damage. So they get into the country and we get a nice sign of like horse for rental, 1200 Jenny per day. And I say, I love this country that is apparently just scamming people who visit. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on here. Honestly, there's a lot of like weird, like Kagashi talking about politics. Um, so they right off on these horses and we get the first of one of many great shots called the animators don't want to have Killua hug Gon while holding onto a horse. So instead they have Killua stand in the weirdest positions on a horse. Yeah. He's literally like standing on its butt, just like perched. And he looks so sad when we get a closer cut to him. I'm like, why are you doing this? He's standing completely straight up arms crossed. Like it isn't a thing while everyone else is riding a horse like normal. So this isn't the first of my fun bit where they're just like, we can't have, Kilua hold on to Gon as they ride the horse. He has to be doing anything else. Uh-huh. So they're riding. Kilua thinks about, like, oh, if there's ever, like, any horrible plagues or anything, we would never report it because that's simply nature taking its course. So the people here love to die. They love it. It's their favorite thing. And we cut to them being like, okay, so we should start at the coast, just work our way inland, see where we can go from there. And are we still being followed? And Gon and Kill is like, yes, we are still being followed. They say they're here to help, but they're definitely spying on us. Uh-huh. And Kite just wanders over and he's like, yeah, we're being followed. That's cool. Uh-huh. And he says, my gut's telling me it's here. It's here. Mm-hmm. My hunter instincts are telling me there's probably a big old ant over here. <laughs> and then we cut over to a funky koala. Yeah, he's yeah, very dapper. This funky little guy. He's wearing a little business suit, which wearing, he probably was born with. He's wearing a little He has, t- like, pink fur, which we love, and he's holding a little gourd, presumably full of alcohol of some kind. This guy rocks. Mm. This dude rules. He also loves to murder. Yes, yeah, he, he really does. Talking to a big man who's holding a big log, and he's just like, don't move or I'll kill you. And the dude's like, don't give me orders. I'm a person, and you're a funky little man, and I'm clearly superior. And the koala's like, okay, first of all, there's no such thing as superior. Communism speaks. And this dude hits him with the log, and he's like, okay, second of all, I told you not to move, so I can't protect you from whatever's about to happen. And he takes a big swig of his gourd, 
And then we get a shot behind and it looks like the man has been shot with something. But when we cut back, there's just an indent in his head. And then he just spews water out of every orifice. Like every single one in the qual is uh-huh. like, may you reincarnate to someone nicer in your next life. Yeah, I have... Um, Questions about how he did that? Yeah. Yeah, like I literally wrote in my notes, I'm not sure how he killed him, but he's dead now. Like I'm very confused. He does a good spit take. I guess. He fucking yeah. spits good. Uh-huh. I don't know what you want from me. That's just his power. Spit good. Sure. Um, but yeah, um, the uh, chameleon guy shows up. Meliorin. Meliorin. He you better up. get that name down soon because we do get a character who has an eerily familiar, like eerily similar name later. Great. And um, it ruins me every time I have to distinguish them. <laughs> I will never learn, but thank you. Okay. Um. Yeah, so they kind of... They banter. Um, yeah, they banter a little bit. And, like, basically he's here to be like, hey, like, what's up? Like, you know. But then he, like, uh, he's like, hey, when you said don't move, you were talking to me, right? Don't fucking give me orders. <laughs> I'm your squadron leader. And Koala Man's like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And the then as he's walking away, the Koala Man just says, no hope. The Koala Man likes to say no hope. He likes to say no hope a lot. He's very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the basic gist of the conversation is like, oh, we shouldn't be killing because then we can't preserve them for later because they decay. And then Koala Man's like, well, he was pissing me off and I like killing, so it's fine. And Melaren's like, then volunteer for the group that gets to kill people. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, I don't want to. I like to see them chased around. And he's like, you shot a man in the back the other day. I (laughs) I don't think you like the chase more if you just like killing. And he's like, hmm, don't give me orders. Yeah. That's basically that gist. That's that conversation. Meliorin sucks as a leader. Then we cut to Colt. Mm-hmm. He's flying around with some humans. They're collecting people. And he looks down and sees one of his soldiers walking for some reason. Uh-huh. Because he can't fly because he sucks. Uh-huh. And he has a kid in his hands. And, and kid- this this man um mm-hmm. is like... Yeah. So he's a rabbit. Yeah. And then he's a bird because he's got like his hands are like feathery and they're bird like. Yeah. And then obviously the ant, and then he's got some human. Uh huh. And the third, the, the last thing just seems to be clown. He is cu- like you know. Yeah, this is Hisaka. <laughs> yeah. They eat. They the chimera ate- ant ate Hisaka, and this was the thank this God was the production. Thank God they ate Hisaka. I would love that. Could you imagine if Hisaka is like I am also here, Mia gets eaten. Mm-hmm. I would love that, actually. I would. That, that would kind of whip us. Um, but yeah, he's like carrying a child and um, uh, Colt flies down and is like, what the fuck are you doing? And like, he's like, I'm uh, bringing the food in. And he's like, does he just say that it's not nutritious or whatever? Is he that said his? you have to go for the most nutritious of humans. He's like, first of all, we already met our quota for the day. Mm-hmm. Second of all, that one's not full grown. So it's not nutritious enough for the queen. Second of all. Get rid of it so we can come collect it when it's ready. Mm-hmm. And Ramat's like, yeah. well, if the queen's not going to eat it, someone else is going to. I'm just going to eat it now then. Mm-hmm. And Colt's like, bitch, you better not. Yeah. And Ramat. Yeah. Colt's like, you can't because reasons. You you may not. You may not. All food is for the queen. And mm-hmm. Ramat says, so I'm going to eat it anyway and fuck you. And Colt just gives him a very angry look. And he's like, that is an order young rabbit man mm-hmm. and they both glare at each other like very very angry and then Ramat just tosses the child to the side and walks away 
And I don't know where he's going, but he walks away. And Colt's like, damn, too many soldiers are just doing what they please. Shit's breaking bad quick. Yeah, I was going to bring up here. Did we mention earlier in the scene with like where we get all their names and stuff? Um, the as Zaz- Z- Zazan? Zazan, yeah. And Chitu are walking away. The penguin guy is like, um, get- names make things much easier, but uh, they breed individuality. And we don't want too much of that. And then he brings it up again here. It's it's uh, interesting, this thing where they're like, damn, they're getting too much individuality. And that means they're like not following my orders. But his orders are specifically like, don't kill too many people. Yeah, they're for the queen. So please don't like get overexcited about hunting and killing them. Mm-hmm. It's very like, you know, they're, they're, it's very themes. Mm-hmm. There's, there's lots of themes going on. There's lots of characters, themes and facts going on. Yeah. Almost too many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> and we go from there to Pockle finding a body. Yeah, th- yeah. These guys, they run into some trouble. They find the body of this soldier. They're like, wow, this seems like a private underground military, hmm. I think. They're uh, like, and then, a gun, and then ants an show up. Yeah, and Pockle's like, "Guess what? I learned Nen now. I have a I have a gay gay little power mm-hmm. where I make a bow and arrow out of Nen. There's seven colors. It's rainbow. Happy Pride Month, everyone!" <laughs> and he shoots a Nen arrow that catches the ant on fire. Yeah, yeah. He pulls out his red arrow, which is the fire arrow, and he uh he he sets him on fire. He says, run everybody, get out of here. And the other three run because they're like, those bugs too big. I don't like those big bugs. Mm-hmm. And as they're running, uh, uh, Ponzu trips and she's about to get eaten by some bugs. And then Paco appears again and he shoots the other two. And he's like, "Woo! Yeah. Good thing we'll never have to encounter anything that scary. That dapper koala is here and he said no hope again. Yeah, there's a dude spying on them. Good thing I know Nan, <laughs> and that will definitely see me through all of these encounters. Mm-hmm. That Good we thing definitely these ants have. will never learn about Nan. Once they do that, we might be in trouble. <laughs> so a guy was up on a mountaintop, and he was spying on them, and he's like, damn, that's fucked up. I got to get out of here. And then he immediately gets shot by the dapper koala dude, and he goes, no hope. Mm-hmm. So that's how they're doing. Yep. Yep. And then we go over to, um, I think it might even be the same. It's kind of, it's the same group of people. At least I don't know if they're still in the same like area. Um, but it's, it's, it's our three, three favorite sexies again, the bone spider and the what's his face, the, the, the snake centaur. centaur. Yeah. And, uh, we do see him. Uh, he just squish him. He steps on a man's head as he's like walking through and then go to this like, uh, Kind of underground base in a mountain. Yeah. yeah. And um, it's very, you know, large and ornate and kind of, you know, dark and scary as well. Um, they they kind of go through. Um, they're making their way through. Like, they killed all the people outside and stuff. And they're like, oh, I fucking smell people. I think they're in here. And um, they go through and they meet, I guess... The leader of this country? They don't meet him yet, but it is told to us that he is there. Yeah, we do get, like, guards defending a dude sitting in a chair completely facing the other direction, not looking at us so we can't see his face. Um, And the one guy goes, what are we going to do? Zakal. And I say, why did you give him a name? (laughs) And then he says, well, 
Our orders are simple. Defend Gyro. And it zooms in on this dude who's still sitting in his chair, not looking at us. Uh-huh. And the yeah. narrator goes... He's still dramatically turned around in his chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the narrator goes, ooh, they are coming up on this shadowy king of the country. Who is this? Gyro. Mm-hmm. And I say, yeah, who is it? Yeah, who fucking is it? We who do get... Who fucking is it? It kind of <laughs> does cut back just with that narration going to Gon and Kilua again. And this time, Kilua is sitting backwards. He's sitting backwards, uh, hands above his head, and just kind of leaning on Gon instead of like sitting like a normal person would. (laughs) So they're really, once again, trying to avoid the imagery. Yeah, trying really, really hard. Real fucking hard. So hard it kind of bounces back around. You know, but but also, you know, I think it is very queer-coded that Killua is sitting badly. Oh, yeah. That is true. Boy can't sit. He saw a horse, horse, and they were like, sit. And he's like, no. Can't just fucking sit down. <laughs> Boy can't fucking sit. That's fair enough. Y'all should see how much I shift around doing podcast. <laughs> so that's fucking episodes. That's episodes. Things are things are heating up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Things are already pretty much heating up. I, yeah, like I said, it's so much happening, but it still does feel like a slow burn because like all of the things that are happening are still so disparate. Yeah, because everything happening and we still get like the Khmer and Queen wandering around being like, oh boy, can't wait to pop out my king. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a good tension builder. And we're like, oh, that hasn't even happened yet. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, these episodes didn't really stick with me as much, even though I did just watch them. Like, I think once once we get to too many gones in the manga changes, which I guess we could just like transition into now, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The anime added a lot of scenes, and like it is kind of like it is building up more, um, and maybe like foreshadowing and like sort of laying groundwork more than the manga does. But like comparing it to the manga, a lot of it feels like a little belabored, um, Mm -hmm. just because like there are so yeah, it's really just. Yeah, there are there are a no, lot exactly. fewer scenes in the manga. Um, before we get into that, I do want to just say that the singlet wearing alligator who we talked about, who like talks to cults early on in in the manga, his singlet just has the word "gator" on it in a very like comic booky looking font bubble, and I love that. I love this dude. I love it. I'm pretty sure this is basically the last time we ever see him. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm thinking back to the show, I don't think he ever comes back up ever again, which is probably why he doesn't have a name. <laughs> yeah, so... But I I love this dude. Yeah, again, and again, like, the manga leaves out a lot of scenes, like, Colt going back to, like, his home village and meeting, like, his mother from his past life. That's just not in there. Like, the scene where Gon and Killua are, like, talking to each other on the airship and t- and and definitely not foreshadowing how screwed they are. Like, that's not in it. Um, and also, like, a lot of the scenes of cults just, like, being, you know, having hinted sympathy towards humans, those are just sort of skipped over. And the, his connection to Kurt is, like, 
hinted at differently just because like he's thinking about how much he loves protecting the queen and how he's definitely gonna protect reyna and wait what the fuck who's reyna that's definitely not anyone Hmm. so yeah yeah i think like the anime is doing like a lot of work to establish like a ton of characters yeah all at once but also being like but also these characters are like the important ones who get backstory yeah. Like, yeah. Colt is going through his own character arc right now, but also we need you to think of Zazan and Chitu and, like, Turtle Man and Gator and, like, all these other people. Yeah. Because they are here. Also, we do get some Chimera Ants that steal guns from the humans and just fucking shoot guys, and that's pretty funny. Love that. They're going Shatter I'm the Hedgehog sure... on it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we do get those moments in the next few episodes. Okay. And I'm so excited to see, like, Chimera Ants just being like, oh, fuck yeah, we got guns now. Oh, fuck yeah. We Humans. love shooting. Well, as long as they never learn how to hold guns. Yeah. <laughs> so, so like I said, the anime is definitely laying more groundwork, but also, like, this is such a long fucking arc. Could we mm. get to it, please? Yeah. I want to see the cat boy. I want to see I want the to see them now. Boy. Well, we got one cat boy. It's true. Yeah. Cheetah boy. But we could get another cat boy. This anime so can far has- Can we talk has... about the ass on Chi2? Um, Real yeah. Quick? I mean, the that's Daisy all I Dukes. have to say, but like the Daisy Dukes, it's really like, it's it's perky. They really drew it like very perky. It's very funny. Yeah. Chi2's whole thing is that he runs good. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he has to have And the you games. have to have that pert ass to You have run to have well. the games to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Chitu. We can get more into, like, Chitu's whole thing later. Chitu is everyone's favorite fucking moron. Yeah. yeah. He's so He's dumb. so stupid. <laughs> like, the entirety of his character arc is, I'm a fucking idiot, yeah. and I will never learn. God. We, there's a, like, the, the, the sort of, the major fight scene that, that Chitu gets, we fucking love it. He's so dumb in it. He's so fucking stupid. The whole thing is that the dude who fights him being like, you're that bright, are you? I love that. You took the simplest bait. I I can't wait. God, I'm forgetting like how much happens in the second half of this arc. Yeah, once again, it's a lot of buildup. It is interesting to hear that the manga got like... Was snappier with yeah. it. Yeah, but it is, I mean... Uh, I can't decide how I feel about it because, well, I don't know. Because it kind of feels like it would have been easier to figure out what politics were necessary and stuff if we got, like, let more details later on than in, like, you know. Like, you could introduce some of the, like, other, um, like, uh, all of cults kind of stuff. Like, you could, like, thread that in a little bit later, it almost feels like. And then, like, I don't know. It's just so many details at once, but then also some of them are just kind of, like, there's just some scenes thrown in that are kind of filler, but it almost feels like just let the other things breathe a little bit more. Yeah. Like, make those scenes longer. Yeah. No, and we got like, yeah, so much I think, to fit in right now. Yeah, I think the the an- compared to the manga, the anime does feel somewhat heavy-handed, whereas the manga is just mm-hmm. like, okay, we're very lightly hinting at the fact that, that cult is, like, might be somewhat sympathetic towards humans just because, like, this one line of him saying, like, Oh, I don't. I haven't collected as many collected as many humans. It's quantity over quality, or quality over quantity, 
And, you know, that you can, it sort of lets you, like, draw that connection on your own, like, once we get, like, further details about cults. And, you know, whereas, mm-hmm. like, whereas, like, the anime is very straightforward about it. Yeah, it feels yeah. like the anime, like, with knowing how long this arc is, it feels like it's worried that you'll, like, forget unless they, like, drill it into mm-hmm. your head, like, oh, Coat cares about, like, his family, and we're gonna drill it into your head that, like, cares about his family, because, like, this arc is long, and by the time we get to the end, you might have forgotten that Colt is, like, thinking about his family. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, you could just kind of let us, like, yeah. sit with it, though. Yeah, can, like, also, like, you know, it is such a long arc, but, like, because of that, it's, like, well, do we really need another scene of, like, Colt in the Chimera Ants, like, going to invade another village? Like... You could make Apparently it less. The same long. village they evaded. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's kind of how I feel about it. I was real. I was really surprised that that family came back at all. Yeah, like it's... does it? It does it come back in the manga, like the mother, or is that just? No, no, not really. Okay, I mean, like I mean, their arcs do happen later. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, there are arcs well, I meant like, do we? Like, see her again like early i don't know maybe not early on but it just i was very surprised that they just were like two episodes later like oh yeah she's still like lighting a shrine for these kids and i was like oh i kind of thought they were just like a tragic you know like i kind of yeah like like a damn they even kill kids well not i don't know but just like you know it's like they were in that episode to set up their tragedy and then not much else although Honestly, I hadn't really picked up that he was, um, that it is specifically like a past live kind of thing. I thought, I mean, I knew they were kind of like doing the whole, oh, we're individuals kind of thing. But it just to me kind of seemed like, oh, he's like sympathetic towards them, maybe because he was like the first. I don't know. But like, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I just hadn't picked up on it, maybe because I'm not as far in. But like, yeah, the kind of thing with the Khmer answer is like, it's not easy to separate who they once were as humans from who they are now. Mm-hmm. So like that, it goes a lot more into that later with all of them. But yeah, like, for him, since like, he was a little boy who's like, oh, I'm going to protect my sister and my family. It's like really coming forward as like earnestness to do his job for his family and then slowly seeping out more into like, oh, I had like memories as like being a person. Yeah. And and maybe that's like lingering. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, like I said, I really just read it as, oh, he has sympathy for humans. Like I didn't really get like the why at all i was just like oh that's why he you know that that explains why he's like oh only kill 50 and stop torturing them and harassing them we just need to feed the queen we need to do exactly what we need to do to feed the queen because their blood runs through us and all that like i don't know no like it's just a goody two-shoes yeah like it makes sense with having that like oh yeah it's specifically a past life thing but it just didn't like occur to me no goody (laughs) two-shoes He likes to tattle to the teacher. I think the whole individuality thing is interesting. Yeah. Like how this group wants to like put every problem on, oh, the problem is that everyone is an individual when like they're an ant colony. Well, yeah. And it makes sense in that sense, but it's also like, they all have like very distinct and separate problems. And they're just like, oh, the individuality, like, um, like when he, when Colt is, um, uh, when he's 
like fighting with that rabbit guy over like he's like don't fucking kill that human like you know he is having a very specific problem which is i don't want him to keep killing like kids and like overfeeding and stuff like that like that's you know he has his own specific issue with that but then it comes back around to like individuality being this weird scapegoat for all of them and i i like that yeah it's cool we don't get an introduction to Ramit yet in the in the manga. That scene is yeah. totally non-present. Yeah, he is a little surprise for later in the manga. Is that his name? Yeah, his Ramat. Yeah. Ramat. Yeah. I am starting a little note page of all of their names because oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's <laughs> it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of guys who are maybe important, maybe not important. Oh, you know. You know. And is Yunju the... Um... He is the centaur. Okay. He is the centaur snake man. Do we know their other names? The other two who were there yet? Nope. And I don't I... think so. I think we learned them like soon, but not right now. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, so... Yeah, again, a lot of lot of differences between the anime and manga. Very different approaches to the material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just feels like the anime is like, we gotta drill these concepts into you now because this is gonna go on for a while and things are gonna, like, get crazy, so you might forget. Yeah, I definitely kind of prefer the manga just because, like, it is snappier. It is, like, a lot less... You know, it doesn't it doesn't linger so long on these on these important concepts, you know. I feel like the the anime is like repeating these ideas in a bunch of scenes kind of the point to, to kind of to the point of redundancy. Yeah, I mean, like I haven't gotten around to the manga yet, but it kind of feels like they took a material that a lot like it was kind of famously like, "Oh, this is kind of dense." Mm. And in trying to make it like more accessible i think the manga might actually be more accessible just in that like it is more you know so that's gonna happen like it's more direct from the author's mind so he can kind of organize it in a way that makes sense to him but someone coming through and seeing the entire arc being like okay what do we need to like adapt to make this make more sense like it's always gonna have like what they think the important themes are later on that they want to sprinkle in the beginning. Whereas like, if you let it be more of a slow, like the way that it was in the manga, if you, I don't want to say you always want to stick more closely to the adaptation, but it just, in this case sounds to me like it actually worked a little better in a material where people were like, Oh, this is so dense. But once they tried to adapt it, they kind of made it worse in a way. Yeah. I feel like it's just that struggle with adaptation Mm -hmm. where like, if you kind of zoom through everything, then you're like, the pacing feels rushed. Like we're just kind of zooming through this. We, we aren't lingering on things we might need to linger on. What should we draw out for later? What, because it's kind of like the FMA brotherhood question where it's like, well, we already adapted FMA 2003 version. So if we do like the whole Nina arc again, as the manga does it, then it feels like everyone's saying they're like, oh God, we're going through all of this again. But then in the Brotherhood, it's like, well, no, now it kind of feels rushed. And this is just like them being like, okay, should we draw this out so people remember later in the arc? Because this is coming out once a week. 
and it's going to be here a while. So maybe we should do this to help people remember for later. And then it's like, well, no, now we're just lingering on things we don't really care about. Yeah. And we haven't even got to like the narration, like over the episodes, like really getting to a thing <laughs> Yeah, where it's like, that's something you need to keep in the anime because like, maybe in the anime you could like take it out and have people like focus on like, oh, their facial expressions or like their movements or things like that. But also the narration says like a lot of important things sometimes, but it's easier to deal with narration when you're reading a manga because you're like, okay, I can kind of glide my eyes past the parts I don't really care about. Yeah. And in anime, it's like, no, well, now I'm forced to sit here and watch all this. Yeah. And, and again, it's just like just, that struggle with adaptation. Yeah, just kind of a note on like the pacing overall of the anime. It does feel like it's a lot more concerned with like setting things up for later than like actually like giving you the action, which was which was why I definitely... And yeah, I think you can. I could. I could sort of tell that, which is why I wasn't like as invested in these episodes. I could sort of tell that it's like, okay, we're just like getting through all the stuff we need to get to, and we'll. Yeah. And you know, stuffs. You know, the boys haven't shown up yet. They're gonna like be involved in things later. Yeah, this is our table setting for later. Yeah. Yeah. This is us just setting the table for where all the characters who aren't the boys are before we have to zoom back and focus on the boys. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a struggle. The manga is definitely like better and snappier and makes it feel flows better with like kind yeah. of the chaos of it. But I understand why they did this. Yeah, like I think that's what I mean really is like I think sometimes when you try to adapt to make something more accessible, you can lose the flow of what was good about the accessibility in the first place. I don't know. Like, you know, something can be really dense, but also like have a flow that works. Yeah. And when you try to mess with that, sometimes you disrupt the flow in a way that's like, oh man, what is going on? Like I haven't gotten there yet, but I definitely like, I, like I said, I've watched like, single episodes of this arc out of order but none of it could really even like in the beginning capture my interest because i'm just like this is so many names and facts and things going on and like it's interesting like knowing what i know about the show as a whole and like going forward but i will say like definitely i did fall off of it because of some of that so i don't know it's something like i just i want to like talk about that more going forward with like manga and um, anime changes and stuff like that. Cause I think that's interesting. Yeah. And even in our conversation, I feel like it was hard to like talk about these episodes without like sort of hinting at stuff to come in the future, just because like, I don't know, I think it is kind of hard to connect with like how much of this matters without like knowing what's happening in advance and like knowing like what connections and what things they're setting up. Yeah, it's, it is a little hard for me to talk about because like I said, like for the the one thing that I didn't pick up on was like the specific like past live thing. Like, it's very obvious if you're watching it from the perspective of having already seen it before, I just truly did not pick up on it. And then like, it is a little confusing having like, all of that stuff coming at you at once and some of it just kind of being extraneous. It's just like, here's some background, like politics information with all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. That's like really heavy foreshadowing. I don't know. It's not that it's bad. I just like, it is interesting. Like some of the adaptation changes do make it difficult to talk about in a podcast form, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Is that us for, uh, or is that it for us for two minigones? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, where are we at? Hmm. What do you mean? Where are we at? Oh, I meant like time wise. Oh, we're, we're still at one hour thirty. We are. We're making good time. Yeah. No, we're we're in the process of trying to figure out like what uh how we want to fill that little gap with the um. Uh, not doing 99 anymore. Although we did talk about the manga for a good long while. And I think that's probably where we'll be for a while. The manga is going to be feel different from the anime mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And once again, these anime episodes are denser. Yeah, they like, are. <laughs> we did kill a lot of time on those two episodes. When it goes from like season one where it's just like, oh, what did Gon do this episode? Oh, he brooded in a cave for a few <laughs> For like an episode, he's like leaned up against a tree for hours. Yeah, he's like got horny on a tree for eight hours to where it's like, okay, so these ants are killing a bunch of people over here, but these ants are not wanting to kill a bunch of people, and Gona Killer are riding on a horse, and Paco and Ponzu <laughs> are getting their shit rocked, and like, I really thought Ponzu was gonna die right there and then there. Oh well, <laughs> um, I feel like these arcs would just be like dense especially because like a lot of character work is going to come up soon where we're going to be like hey this is going on with these characters uh-huh yeah so we can see if like our episodes start to yeah. dwindle in length but i feel like this arc is going to gonna keep us talking mm-hmm. yeah def- definitely a lot to talk about in chimera ants yeah 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 so um we want to do Lake Reed Island this week or too many, or uh, not too many goes. Um, Hunterpedia or something. I mean, I got recommended Reed Island. Yeah, okay. Reed Island. I, I, I mean, confession time. I haven't really done the, uh, the, all the associations and, uh, partner pairings I need to make for a Hunterpedia yet for the, Greed Island characters. I mean, that's fine. So, we have to. The Greed Island gonna, characters are weird. We're gonna have to figure out what we're gonna fill yeah. the slot in for. Um, for Sona. Yeah, I definitely feel like Greed Island characters are harder to nail down than like the Phantom Troop or whatever. Yeah, we're gonna feel like we're gonna have to f- nail in for Persona here anyway. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. for when we get to uh, to doing it for uh, the Camarians, can we just do Human Sona? Like what careers would these people have? <laughs> oh, what that's normal good. people jobs? Like, what, <laughs> what normal things would these people do? Love like, that. I like that. People would probably say Chitu would be like an athlete of some kind. I want to stop you there. Chitu would be a door to door salesman. He has that energy. He has that pep. <laughs> like, definitely got tricked into a Ponzi scheme, but is like working with it. Like, literally just. Door to door, as fast as he can. I love when those dudes come to the door and they want to just have me switch my gas company real quick. And they are so nice and so friendly and so like, you know. So chatty. They're so chatty and they're doing their job so well. And I used to work for a telephone, so I know how hard that kind of salesmanship work is. And they hand me a business card that says member on it. And I'm like, you could do so much better somewhere else. Like member (laughs) as (laughs) M-E-M-E-B-E-R. Like, I, that that's what Chitu does. Chitu does that. He knocks on your door and he's like, now listen, I hear you're not going with a lot with your gas company. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's just a sneak peek. Wonderful. Yeah. You got that one filled in. Got that locked down. Okay. So, Greed Island? Greed Island. What do we got? Greedo yeah. Island. Let's talk I first. could talk about something. Let's go. Um, 
I played the demo of Neo The World Ends With You, and it's like a pretty short demo. You can finish it up in like, in, in a pretty short amount of time. It's, it is a lot like of tutorials and just like sort of expository dialogue. So like, <laughs> it's not like super into the action, but I had a pretty good time with it. The art style is like really, looks really fucking awesome on like the PS4. And, um, yeah, they definitely put in the work with like the character portraits and like all of the dialogue scenes feel like, you know, very, very fleshed out. They definitely like have a lot of, you know, they definitely like drew a lot of character portraits so that it feels like very, you know, dense in the amount of craftsmanship that just went into it. Um, mm. Also, like, the combat system reminds... is like It's very different from the original DS version, but also has, like, sort of a similar feeling. Like, basically, you, you, you have four characters at once, and you just, like, push a button to, like, switch between them and use their respective attacks, and you can, like, you know, customize it by, like assigning different attacks to different party members and it feels like very fast and sort of chaotic and rhythmic in a very similar way to the the DS game in a way that feels like very fun. So yeah, I'm 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 kind of into it. I think I think it seems like a pretty promising game even though I was like a little skeptical about like you know, uh, a, a sequel to this, like, obscure, relatively obscure DS game that's coming, like, 14 years later. What did you say it's this like, was okay, called? Okay, yeah, this this seems like it knows what made the original game fun. Uh, it's called Neo The World Ends With You. Neo The World... That sounds yeah. really cool. I've never heard of, like, the original or anything. Well, if you want to learn more about the original, do I have a podcast to recommend to you? Oh. It's called Got It Memorized. Is it, is it Got It Memorized? It's called Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast that also recapped The World Ends With You and I think is recapping uh, Twin Peaks right now. Yeah, they finished season one of Twin Peaks. Oh, now yeah. they're back to the mobile game, which I don't give a shit about. <laughs> yeah, every time I try to think about the mobile game for Kingdom Hearts, my brain melts out in my ears a little bit more. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Who wants to go next? Um... I would like to go because I might steal your recommendation, but I feel like you might have more. Okay, you go. Um, we're we're watching the Higurashi answer arcs now. I forget what the specifically season Sotsu. is. Sotsu. Higurashi Sotsu. And it's uh good. There's a lot happening. Um Yeah. I I read the first three parts of Higurashi and now I've been taking a long break because boy, it's rough. It's intense. <laughs> it is. Um, I'll get back to it eventually, but like, I'm starting. I don't Umineko, know. Now I'm very a in a lot. place where I'm like focused on stuff that is like very comforting, and yeah. Higurashi is not comforting. That is very fair. I <laughs> Higurashi is comforting for the first few hours when they're playing games and everything's yeah. nice, and then it's like, oh, things are breaking bad quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel that a lot of times horror is like a good outlet for my anxiety. So like, I, I enjoy like reading, especially like horror stuff, because I'm like, okay, like I can like horror podcasts, especially too. I don't like to see it all that much, which makes Higurashi kind of iffy for me. But also I do enjoy the artistic, like, you know, I, I enjoy the art of it as well. So it's been very good for me. And I'm just like, it's too much. It's too much. There's 
so much lesbian activity going on. It's normal and regular anime. Yeah. Where normal and regular things happen. Yeah. I love seeing two evil demons um, fight each other for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of time loops. Yeah, it's regular. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Okay. Well, I will, to my uh, brand, uh-huh. and finally to my brand, I have done my due diligence. Uh, over the last few days, I got off of, I had a half day at work yesterday because it was a holiday and we were so fucking slow. And I got home and I said, I will do my due diligence. And I read all of the IDW Sonic comics. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell fucking yes. All I can say is that they rule, they whip, they fuck, they slap. Um, I laughed. I cried. I had a great time. I saw my boy a lot. Uh, I learned that there are also characters who I didn't know who I'd love. Uh, there's a two pair of morons named Rough and Tumble, and I love them dearly. Uh-huh. They're fucking idiots. I love that a whole bit with, I think, Tumble? Yeah, Tumble is that he doesn't have a tail, and he really wants someone to make him a tail. Aww. And no one ever does. <laughs> like, he, he got one briefly, and then it broke, and he started crying, and he just kind of gave up on life. Honey, just go on He Etsy. meets Tails, who has two of them. And he gets and so fucking so pissed. Mad. He's like, I don't got one, and I'm going to take both of yours. That's so funny. <laughs> I love them so much. My my boy, Dr. Starline, is being just a little gremlin. Mm-hmm. Just a uh-huh. horrible little goblin the whole time. <laughs> Love everything he's doing. Um, I, it's just a good comic. I really enjoyed like basically everything. I think I'm all the way caught up, but it's good. I highly recommend it. Even if you're like, oh, I'm not that big of a fan of Sonic, it it's just kind of a feel good comic. That's good. Yeah. It's just a fun little adventure comic. It's a you fun like little to adventure. see it. Mm-hmm. You love we to do see love it. to see it. Also, it has lesbians in it. Good. It has a lesbian it lemur does. and a lesbian fox who are definitely dating and gay and in love. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, def- I, I definitely still maintain that Sonic X is probably still the gayest piece of Sonic media. Even IDW though, is you know, coming up the, close. The, the, the IDW comics are good, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I haven't fully finished Sonic X, so I cannot give a full opinion yet. But once we get there in a Sonic Shuffle in 20 years, then I will let you know. Yeah. Yeah. In 20 years, you're going to be like, dang, this is pretty gay. A lot of people up with Sonic. And we're like, holy fuck, I want to run away with that blue hedgehog. <laughs> I too want to run away with him. Sometimes it'd be like that. I'm just kidding. I can't do it. He was mean to my boys rough and tumble. Mm. <laughs> so that's all I got. Is that is that it for our little podcast? Our podcast today? Is Tails extremely so. annoying in no. like the video, like in like more visual forms of the thing? Tails is a baby in, like, and he's games? precious and we love him. Tails is yeah, just like a little no, guy who's like, doing his best. He doesn't have I don't, the most confidence, but. Yeah, um, I don't know what you're asking here. I want to. I, I feel like you just walked into saloon, said no, some bad words, no, and no, everyone no. pulled their gun on you. I want to clarify. Yeah? I love Tails from uh-huh. the bottom of my heart. I always have since I was a kid. However, I am very used to those characters in like, because I watched them in like the the video games is my only experience with Sonic and not even that many of them. I mean, like the ones that I could get like on emulator on my computer when I was like, you know, seven years old. But... I love Tails. 
And I'm very used to those characters in media. Just like as soon as they're like on the screen, they're like, wow, we're gonna like, just so annoying. Just so extremely like this is like, I don't know. I'm happy I don't know. to report I even... that Tails has never done anything wrong. That's good to know. Yeah, I really, I don't know where you're getting this. Like Tails is so annoying. Especially if you play the video games. I feel like Tails is at his most chill in the video games. No, I just feel like... I was ready to throw down because a lot of times in like, I, I can't even think of an example of what I'm thinking of right now, but I, I've always feared that if I watched Sonic or read the comics or anything, he would be relegated to like the weird, annoying, like minion side character. And I was very, very afraid and ready to throw down for my boy Tails, who has indeed never done anything wrong. I mean, I think the worst is get, it gets is in the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon in which there's one episode where he decides he's hungry uh-huh. and he solves this by eating an entire town of hot dogs. And then he gets real big because of a stray laser beam from Dr. Robotnik and he grows real fucking big and he says, oh God, I'm still so hungry. And then he decides to eat the town. Problematic fave. Yeah, he's a little bit problematic in the episode, but that's the only time he ever did anything wrong and he is hungry. So could you blame him? <laughs> I cannot blame him. Okay. No, my question was answered. I do want to clarify. I do love Tails. I like, <laughs> I was ready to throw down in his defense. Oh, so it was a joke. I say throwing aside a lot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> want to clarify for the listeners and my, my co-hosts that I do not hate Tails. Okay, good. There's <laughs> yeah. going to be issues. He's my boy and I love him. Yeah, if if you're on the Sonic Shuffle Discord server, I feel like the 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 proportion of trans people who cite Tails as their favorite character is really impossible to ignore. I think I think that Tails is for the trans kids. What a fucking mood. Tails does give off that extreme like gender vibe in which it's just kind of like gender cute. Yeah, gender yeah. is just an adorable little little dude. My gender is I will be cute. And yeah, that's valid. That's basically my vibe. Yeah, just, Same just adorable. Me too. I'm cute gender. <laughs> Blake, right? <laughs> just what's your gender? I'm I'm, I'm just, cute. I'm just I'm just a little creature. Mm-hmm. I cannot change this. That's exactly right. Okay, well that was my that was my 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 brief foray into Sonic lore. Um mm-hmm. about as much as I know, which is I love tails. Excellent. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. valid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're ready to go to plugs. Yeah, we can plug. We okay. can plug. We can Alrighty. plug away. Uh, you can find the podcast at goingwellhunting at twitter dot com. You can find our email at goingwellhunting at gmail dot com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Grooving Gasly, where I have posted a long thread of me reading the IDW Sonic comic. Uh, <laughs> it's mostly just unhinged. I did make a crucial mistake. Uh-huh. I didn't know Rough and Tumble were brothers for like a good solid portion of the uh, comic. So I've been spending a lot of time going, oh, wow, they're gay and in love and married. <laughs> and then like I saw one. I They probably said it like eight times and my brain scanned over it immediately. <laughs> And they Oopsie. did post one like wanted poster where they're like the skunk brothers. And I was like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. You know. So you will go through that thread and you will see my shame halfway down it where I go. So anyways, I've made a mistake. You know, sometimes, sometimes media will do that to you. Sometimes media will say these two love each other so much. And I say, 
Are they related though? Because in media, if there are two men next to each other, if they have affection for each other, they are either extremely not gay. What are you talking about? This is just male friendship. They're or rivals. they're brothers. Yeah, they're right. So sometimes you look at some characters and you're like, okay, I'm ready to ship these two. And they're like, aha, they're related. And you're like, turned off. It is It is off. I have switched the off switch on that one. I have never committed such a horrible crime <laughs> ever before. So that is my current shame on Twitter.com. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sky, where can we find you? I'll have to check you? that out. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> um, you can find the podcast at Go and XLX Hunting on Tumblr.com. You can uh, find me on Tumblr at Nagus McDonald and on Twitter at Sky underscore Bird 36. Uh, you can find me on furaffinity.net. My username is Space Robot, and that's where I draw stuff. Mm-hmm. Hell yes. So. Might have to get a Camarasona when mm. I have some money. <laughs> <laughs> so would that just be your, like, fursona, but then, like, some bug bits in it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a monster Sona, but like specific to kind of this stuff, you know, it's got the fur, the Yeah, so like a fur Sona, but with some bug bits. Uh Uh-huh, I'll have to think about it. We do know that there are some Chimera ants that are just basically like an animal. Yeah. Uh Like, there is a man who is just a lion with no bug bits. (laughs) So, you know, it can basically be anything. Yeah, the bug bits are on the inside. I... Don't know what that means, but okay. It's just like Froppy from My Hero Academia. She's half frog, but it's the inside half. I don't know what that means, but okay. (laughs) Well, if that is all today, we are going to leave the host on the idea of bug, but only on the inside. (laughs) And as we leave you, all I got to say is, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.